Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Failure Effect. This week, we're talking to Miriam Nabakwe, the owner of this really famous Western cuisine food store called Kianyeji Store. Now, Mishmiri, as she's also known, has been all over the place in terms of everywhere that she's worked in the food industry has been high-end, has been absolutely exclusive. And here she is running her own business, but it hasn't been an easy journey. So what we're going to do today is we're going to explore where she got, how she got to where she got and what took place along the way. Welcome, Miriam. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Okay. Thank you very much. Right. Karibu sana. Now, tell me something. Where does your passion for cooking uh, traditional food come from? Uh, my passion for cooking traditional food actually came from uh, my growing up. Uh -huh. uh, I learned how to cook from my grandmom and my dad, who was the last one in the family. So he spent a lot of time with his mother, who was my grandmother. Right. And uh, so through that, um, I got to learn how to cook traditional food. Mm -hmm. And my dad is a great cook to date. Wow. Yes. Okay. That's a lot of eating in your household. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what brought you into the food industry after, I suppose, school. Did you study food technology? How did you get in? Um, I think I've just had this passion from childhood. And uh, even in high school, I did home science. And of course, you know, home science had uh, foods and nutrition. Yeah. And uh, so I actually stood out in the foods and nutrition class where I studied in Bunyore Girls High School. And uh, to add on that, I think when I finished Form 4, I started making bread okay. and cakes, right. even wedding cakes, because of uh, what I had learned in high school, because I think we got the best, like the best quality education in home science. And uh, even in my Form 4 results, I think home science was the best subject that I, I performed very well. Mm -hmm. Yes, so that passion has always been there. And uh, the passion to work in the hospitality industry started when I was quite young and uh, that's how I ended up where okay. I am because I took a course in hospitality management right yes okay so then you end up being um F&B manager for all of these fantastic rest you've worked at the Tamarin group you've worked for Dormans you've worked for Sarova like that career part of your life because I remember mm -hmm. that's when we first met you must yes. have been Boiling, completely boiling. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. how, how was it? Tell us a little bit about that life. Um, it was actually an interesting journey because uh, when you're starting up, I, I should take you back a bit. Like, um, when I started working, I started working as a pastry cook okay. for African tours and hotels. That right. was Sirikwa Hotel in Eldoret. And then um, from there, um, I got an opportunity to come to Nairobi and uh, got a job with Tamarin Group. And uh, so when I got to Tamarine Group, of course, they looked at my qualifications. And uh, at that time, they were giving priority to people who went to Tali College. And so those of us who went to these other conventional colleges, we were not really considered that much. So I was given a job as a waitress. And I did not uh, look at it in a bad way. I just said, let me build myself from this. And so that's how I started growing because I knew one day I'll get to that position that I actually trained for. And uh, so with Tamarin Group, I worked as a waitress. I grew, worked as a cashier. I grew, worked uh, in reservations. And then now when Tamarin Group was uh, merging with Doman's Coffee, they were looking for managers. That's how I got an opportunity now to go to Doman's and uh, start working as a manager. 
Okay. And uh, I think that is when now I was like operating in my purpose. I had actually gotten what I really wanted in the career. And that's how I grew. And uh, from there, my star was rising and rising. Right. Yes. And so you go on and you what you end up at Fairview. Yes. Where you realize that the entrepreneurial bug has hit you. Is that what happened? Yes, that's what happened. But besides that, even having worked at Tamarin Group, I always used to do like a side business. Uh, I was always doing something on the side to supplement my income. And uh, I always knew that one day I'll end up as an entrepreneur, though I didn't know when. So I just kept building on it. And uh, besides that, like everywhere I worked, I used to like give my best and uh, like give hands-on approach to the work that I was doing. And uh, with a view of like someday if I opened my own business, I want to give it the same discipline. Mm -hmm. And so I kept growing and growing and growing. And um, when I was at Fairview, that is when I started like doing big business. Right. I was selling potatoes. On the side? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, by virtue of having been in the hospitality industry and having good networks, I was able to get like several establishments to supply while I was working. And it worked really well to a point that um, I ended up doing my research quite well because I felt being in the industry and understanding what the needs are so it was easy for me to come in and uh, supply exactly what the hotels want and what the restaurants want. So I got a few establishments and uh, through my friends in the industry, and I started supplying potatoes. And uh, to a point that I even leased land and started planting my own potatoes. Mm -hmm. And I ended up like having a space at uh, Wakulima Market. Wow. Where I could bring the potatoes and store them there, supply, and then what is left, I sell at the market. So right. basically around uh, 10 o'clock, 11, my work is done. And at the same time, I'm working. Right. Yes. That's a lot of cash in hand. Like your body, yes, your saving, was, your, you know, everything is going really well. It was really good. It was really good. I must admit. Okay. And uh, to a point that now I started feeling that I need to actually go into it full time. Because I felt that if I give it my all, I mean, I would do better because most of the time I was at work. And uh, so I had people doing the work for me. And uh, I felt if I give it 100% attention, probably it would do much better than what it was doing because mm -hmm. the potential was already there. Right. And uh, all my clients, the ones I used to supply, were all happy with my services. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So then... Uh what happens? How do you transition? So now, um, how I transitioned when I was working at Fairview, I decided to take leave. And uh, everywhere I worked, I always used to make sure I mentor my juniors so that even in my absence, work will still go on. So I took leave and decided to go and try and see what I could do. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I went there, I mean, when I went on leave, I was able to do like three times what I was being paid, I mean, I did very well, mm -hmm. to be very honest. And uh, that's when I started feeling, no, it's time to move. Yeah. And uh, besides that, I had already thought through it and I felt that uh, I wouldn't want to just go and sell potatoes only. What about, because by around 10 o'clock, you finished what you are doing. And so what do you do with the rest of the time, I mean, of the day? So I figured out, probably start consulting 
in the hospitality industries because uh, um, what does the industry need? It needs expertise. People like me who have been trained, there are people who are doing businesses in the hospitality industry. They do not know that understanding of what they are doing or probably they have establishments that are struggling. So they need that person who's, uh, who understands yeah. the operations to come and help them out. Mm -hmm. And probably also startups, because by virtue of working for Doman's Coffee, I was in the Sassini, the Savannah, if you remember the Savannah. Yes, the, the yes coffee shop I was a project yeah. manager. And mm -hmm. so I was exposed to projects. So I understood very well on setups of coffee shops from right. beginning to the end. Uh -huh. So I felt probably let me do that with my extra time after I'm done with the potatoes. So now after, uh, while I was on leave, I managed to get one contract. Wait, wait, so hold up. So what year is this that you've decided? That was around 2007 towards the end. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I managed to get one contract for consulting. And uh, of course, my potato business was going on. Right. And uh, so I felt it was the right time to leave. So I handed in my resignation. When I came back actually from leave and I realized everything was going on well, I mean... Uh, it my department, without yes, <laughs> without me. So right. I was like, it's just the right time to leave. So I handed in my resignation. And uh, I should say it was not a very good experience. My employer was not so happy with me and uh, because they believed that I would stay longer with them. Yeah. Um, I think based on uh, the quality of work that I was uh, giving them. And so... I just had to go because once you make that decision, you just it's have done, to go. Yeah. I mean, so I went out there and I continued doing what I was doing and it was doing really, really, really well. And uh, the consulting was good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, because it was generating income yes. and uh, the potato business was doing very well. As I told you, I had leased land. I, I think I planted like three times, which okay. was very good. Wow. It was very good. It was much better than what I was doing before, like just going to source and then uh, yes. buy and then come and sell. Yeah. And then um, I started like building on it. Besides that, I could go, let's say, to Narok with the Maasai's, you know. They're not really farmers, so they lease their land a lot yeah. and uh, probably discover a, a farm of cabbages, mm -hmm. buy those cabbages at 10 bob. 20 shillings, like the bigger head, you come to the market and sell it for 60 shillings, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was good money. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I kept building on it and um, to a point that um, at one time I met someone who was interested in setting up a coffee shop. And so I had saved some money and I felt probably it was a good idea to partner with them. Right. So... When I partnered with them, um, I think that's where I started making mistakes. Okay. I was on the right track as I was making mistakes. Right. And uh, I was carried away by excitement because I felt that uh, the coffee business still had so much potential and it had good money. Mm -hmm. And I already understood the nitty gritties yeah. of operations of a coffee shop. So I got into partnership with this person who was of Somali origin. And uh, he brought in his chunk of money. I brought in mine that I had saved. Okay. And uh, 
when he brought his money, he went back. He used to live outside the country. So he went back. So I did all the work, identifying a space, getting a designer, putting things together. And by that time, I have not even registered a company. You've just taken, how, how much money is this that you've put into? I put this? in 2.8 million. Into an entity that doesn't exist on paper? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... Of course, I knew when he comes back because yeah. he gave me six million and I put in two point eight. Okay, and he gave me in cash, and wow. which I accounted for cent by cent. Okay, and uh, I was really excited about that opportunity. And of course, what happened? I kind of like uh, lagged behind with the potato business that was bringing me that money. Right. <laughs> uh -huh. I was not so consistent because I felt I want to put all my efforts into this uh, coffee shop new venture. And uh, so I actually lost some of the contracts of the potato supply. And, uh, but I didn't feel like it was a big deal because, because I was, yes, I'm shop. working on this other bigger project. And yeah. so I felt it's going to be better than this other one. Yeah. And then uh, besides that, um, I was only left with one client whom now I could comfortably manage yeah. while I'm doing this other project. Yeah. So... Along the way, I started doing the paperwork in terms of registering the company, and uh, I got the, all the documentation. So I was waiting for this partner to come. So the partner said that he'll come back into the country when we finish, when I finish the project, so that okay. he just comes for the launch. Okay. So I finished. I did the launch. It was such a big one. The day he came now, we were supposed to sit down and sign the paperwork. Yeah. And so that's when hell broke loose. What happened? Um, he saw what I had done and uh, I think he felt he wanted to have it for himself uh -huh. without me. Oh. And uh, so he started giving those ideas of like, you know, uh, probably let me just pay you as a consultant. I give you back your money and I pay you for what you did for me and I run this with my wife. Okay. After all of the blood, sweat yes, and tears. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. So he didn't sign the documentation. Um, he said we have to change that so that he puts his wife there. Then he started giving a lot of excuses that didn't make sense. And so I felt so heartbroken because yeah. I had put in my all and uh, it was very frustrating. It was a very long journey. And I think that's when I started going down, like things were not making sense. And uh, Right. So, okay. So at this point, you... You've lost a huge chunk of the potato business. Yes. You don't have a job. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming the consultancies that you were doing weren't coming in because you'd been busy yes. building your mm -hmm. own business. Mm -hmm. And you have, did you have dependents, people that were depending on you for, you know, family, that sort of thing? Yes, I did. I had my children, my three children. Right. No, actually, I had two children at that okay, time. at that time you had yes, two children. Yes, I had two children, yes. Okay. Um, what age, what age are they, I assume, still going? Um, at Can this I? point in time when all of this is happening? Um, I think my daughter was... Um, my daughter must have been around... Uh, about to go to primary school. And my son was... Uh, no, my daughter was supposed to go to primary school and my son was supposed to go to Form 1. All right. So fine. So now here you are. You're out of pocket 2.8 million. Mm -hmm. Did he ever give it back to you, this gentleman? No, that's when now we started having um, a cat and mouse chase. And uh, it went to a point whereby I had to involve 
the Sharia elders in the Islam, yeah. in their mosque. Yeah. In his mosque, actually. And uh, I had a group of guys who were trying to help me because now, of course, at that time I was consulting so many people to see how I could recover my money back because yeah. I felt if I get my money back, then I would just pick myself up and do other things and yeah. leave for him that yeah. project. And uh, so these guys, uh, we sat with them severally and uh, I ended up wasting my time actually chasing for that money. Oh, I'm so sorry. And uh, in the process of wasting so much time, I got so vulnerable mm -hmm. to a point whereby I even got into a relationship, okay. like someone who came with the, you know, an idea of helping me recover my money. Right. And so a so, debt collector. Yes. Yeah. No, not a debt collector as such. Just someone who felt they could help me. And uh, and uh, one thing led to the other. Mm -hmm. I got pregnant. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I ended up not getting my money, oh, to wow. be honest. Okay. And uh, besides that, I ended up losing the business. Mm -hmm. And um, by that time, I met someone, I think someone came and saw what I had done mm -hmm. and they offered me an opportunity to run a restaurant in Upper Hill. Okay. And uh, so this guy was like, you know, I've set up five-star apartments and uh, there's a restaurant there. So I need someone who can come in. You can come in and offer free consulting mm -hmm. to for the setup. Mm -hmm. and then I'll give you the restaurant to run. All mm -hmm. you need to bring is just stuff and food. Okay. And you start selling and you pay me rent. Mm -hmm. So I felt that was a good deal and yeah. uh, it could help me get back on my feet. So I went for it. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time, I didn't even have the money to buy the food. For the restaurant. For the restaurant. Yeah. So I reached out to a friend whom I showed the business and uh, he actually lent me like 250K. Okay. Yeah, and it was like, okay, you can be paying slowly by slowly as you get back on your feet. You'll advise me when you can do that. So I went to Upper Hill. I started running the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, I was pregnant. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, of course. And uh, being pregnant at that age was not so easy. I think I was around 38 years. Uh -huh. Yeah, it wasn't that easy. And um, I think I was also going through depression yeah. because of that other experience of the money I lost. Yeah. And uh, But I tried my level best to mm -hmm. run that restaurant well. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the process, I managed to acquire like two good tenders to supply food in Upper Hill area. Mm -hmm. So when I was around uh, nine months pregnant, mm -hmm. things just couldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my bl blood pressure was, had shot up and mm -hmm. uh, I went to hospital and the doctor told me, listen, it's either we put you on bed rest <laughs> or yeah. you lose your life and you lose this baby. Yeah. So I was admitted for some days okay. and on bed rest and uh, put to sleep actually, to sleep by force. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. so in the process my restaurant closed oh no yes okay because I wasn't there to run it right and uh, the staff that I had I didn't 
I, I didn't have anyone, you know, responsible to mm -hmm. take the business or to handle the business mm -hmm. well. And so I remember my mom had to come from the village to come and help do that. Right. And uh, so I closed, removed all my food. The landlord was very understanding. So yeah. he said, it's fine. He said, he'll take over. Mm -hmm. So I handed, they handed over everything and I pulled out my food and drinks. And yeah, mm -hmm. I had to go home and stay at home for like three months. Okay. Shut out of all social media, the phone, no mm -hmm. communication until I got the baby. Okay. Yes. Okay. So once again, now you've got three children, including mm -hmm. a newborn. Yes. And no income. Mm -hmm. How did you like how 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 did you get to this point where we're actually talking today? <laughs> how, what happened next? Oh, it was um, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. I think I was depending mostly on my parents uh -huh. to support and a few friends here and there. Mm -hmm. And um, to a point that um, I think after two months, I started telling my mom, me, I need to get to work because I know with my qualifications, I can get a very good job yeah. in the hotel industry. And so my mom was like, yeah, go for it. But besides that, I started trying to go back to my clients for potatoes to yeah. see if I can uh, get the business. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I managed to secure one, mm -hmm. so I started supplying, but it was hard. Yeah. You know, the comeback was a bit hard, having been away for some time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I decided this thing is not working, so I better just go back to employment. Mm -hmm. So in the process, um, there was Best Western coming up okay. in Harlingham. Yeah. And so they were looking for managers. So they were looking for a food and beverage manager. And so I sent there my CV, mm -hmm. and luckily enough, I was shortlisted for an interview, and I passed. Right. So I got the job, and it was good, though the salary was not as, but what I was getting way back in 2007. Mm -hmm. uh, so what I can say, that comeback was not an easy one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm not getting what I deserve. Though I have no choice, I need to do something to feed the kids and yeah. to take care of the kids and take care of myself and to also... And is Mr. Mann involved at this point? No. Okay. Right. No, he's not mm -hmm. involved. Mm -hmm. So I worked there for some time. Um, I worked there, I think, for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really hard because having been independent and doing your own business, then you go back to employment, it's not so easy. Yes. You've been your own boss for the longest time. Yeah. So now you go back to an environment whereby you have to work according to rules again and mm -hmm. all. It wasn't that easy for me. Yeah. And of course, I was still trying to see what I can do on the side mm -hmm. to supplement my income. Mm -hmm. So um, after working there, I started, I think I started like job hopping, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're looking for better, yes. <laughs> better money. Yeah. So sometimes I could tell myself, let me just work and save and see if I can um, save some capital to mm -hmm. go back to business. Mm -hmm. And it, it was hard. I should say it was hard. Right. I, I don't even understand how I survived, to be very honest. Right now, if you would ask me, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just by the grace of God that um, I survived. And then um, I remember after... Uh, Best Western, I went to Four Points. Mm -hmm. And Four Points, I worked like for four months. 
Then one time I'm just called and I'm told, you know what, we, we don't need your services. It's not, it's not working <laughs> like it should be. Yeah. I'm yeah. told like, we don't need your services. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I, I just felt like it's fine. I won't come to work. So I'm fine. Let me just stay at home. So mm-hmm. I I started figuring out what next, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, in as much as I really wanted uh, to do this consulting in the hospitality industry, I found it really hard. Like a lot of uh, business people were not embracing professionalism. Yeah in their businesses or someone who can come in with that expertise to help them build their business. It was really hard to penetrate through. I could get a few trainings here and there, Mm -hmm. um, but it it wasn't really sustainable. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I went into a moment of soul searching, like, now what next? You know, this consulting is not working. And uh, if I get fine, if I don't, now what next? I need something that can bring in money every day for me to be able to survive with my kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that is when I remember I went on, I decided to go on a fast for four days Mm -hmm. and praying, you know, like God really show me what should I do? Because now I feel I'm a mess. Yeah. Uh, employment is not working for me and uh, I need to get something to Uh do, something that is sustainable. And uh, so in the process, when I broke my fast on the fourth day, that night I had a dream that um, I was seeing a large vegetation of vegetables, Mm -hmm. you know, and the vegetables were traditional vegetables. Okay. And uh, I could not understand why. I could not link, you know, you're dreaming about traditional vegetables. You know, yes. it sounds weird. Like, how? Yes. You need to be dreaming. <laughs> yeah, about sophisticated coffee shops. Yes, all working. those things. I'm like, vegetables? I yeah. mean, why on earth vegetables? And... Uh, I started now thinking, because, you know, after you've had a dream, you have to internalize. Sometimes I do dream. Yeah. And uh, I, I came to realize, like, throughout my life, when I dream, I just don't dream. Mm-hmm. I just don't dream randomly. I don't do random dreams. Like, even if I've been with you, I've had yeah. a con- that I dream about where you are, we yeah. were together. Or, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. My dreams are always significant. Uh-huh. So I had to sit down and start finding out exactly what did that dream mean. Mm-hmm. Then I started thinking about traditional vegetables. Okay. Um, First of all, we have a lot of vegetables in the market. Do you ever know what's legit and what's not? Yeah. You never know. A lot of things have been compromised in terms of the seed of the traditional vegetables. They don't actually have that traditional taste. Ah. And uh, while growing up... uh, we lived on those vegetables. Yeah. I remember my mother used to feed us. The, there's some bitter vegetables she could feed us, and she tells you, you either eat or you don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're hungry, you eat. If you don't want to eat, you sleep hungry. And most of us in the family, we used to sleep hungry because <laughs> we couldn't stand the taste of those vegetables. Yeah. And I also remembered how we used to pluck those vegetables while growing up. Like mm-hmm. my grandmom sits you outside at the compound, and she shows you how to pluck those vegetables, right. how to prepare them the right way. And I said, actually, there is a need in the market. Most people don't understand how to prepare those vegetables. They don't have time to even prepare those vegetables. Mm -hmm. 
And even sourcing for them, mm -hmm. do they really know what's legit and what's not? Yeah. So I said to myself, why don't I start doing that? Mm -hmm. Like I come in and offer that convenience to mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Like uh, source for those vegetables, make sure they are from legit uh, farms. Mm -hmm. Secondly, prepare those vegetables. Yes. And then thirdly, you know, do the yeah. initial cooking of those vegetables for the people. Yeah. So in your busy schedule, let's say you even have a house help. Your house help is very busy doing other chores. Mm -hmm. There's no time. Mm -hmm. And so why don't I offer that solution to families whereby they are always enjoying a healthy meal at the end of the day mm -hmm. because of me, courtesy of me. Yeah. So... I talked to a few friends and I told them I have this brilliant idea I want to start. So what do you think? They're like, that sounds interesting. Why don't you start? Mm -hmm. Then uh, we'll promote you. Mm -hmm. So I started small. Um, I remember I didn't even have a big freezer because of course those vegetables have to be frozen. Yeah. So I started small and um, the response was very good from my friends. Uh -huh. I started building on it building on it slowly by slowly. And then I set up a, a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I set up the Facebook page, people started knowing about me, though it was really hard to penetrate into the market yeah. to make people understand exactly what concept this is. Yeah. And uh, so um, some days I could make like nothing. Mm -hmm. Others I could sell and mm -hmm. purely from my friends. Mm -hmm. And then at one point, one media house spotted me. It was a print media. Yeah. And uh, they did my story mm -hmm. when I, I had just started. They were yeah. like, this is such a brilliant idea. We need to tell your story out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that is when I started having a bit of business. Right. And uh, started building on it slowly by slowly. And then um, at some point, I had hired some people, mm -hmm. staff, mm -hmm. to work for me. I had like two staff. And where is this, where, where exactly are you positioning this place? Because I assume you don't have a commercial kitchen. So where mm. were you doing your cooking? I was just doing it from home. Okay. So mm. you're home in? Yes, in Halingam. Okay. Mm. Right. And I had a good, I mean, I had a, 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 a good house with a compound. Yeah. So I could use my veranda for plucking vegetables, yeah. get the mamas to come okay. pluck vegetables from the veranda, mm -hmm. the back area for cooking. Yeah. You know, so... It was going mm -hmm. on well. Yeah. And uh, though I was a bit limited in terms of space, like yeah. the freezer was very small. I had yeah. a fridge that had a freezer. It was very small. Yeah. So, And then I started like taking orders, like weekly orders from customers and all. That was around 2013. Mm -hmm. So um, around 2014, I received a phone call. Mm -hmm. I remember I had gone to the gym because I like working out also. Yes, yes. So while at the gym, I received a phone call from... Um, a new company that had just established itself in Nairobi mm -hmm. and they were looking for what we call a district manager. Okay. A district manager was supposed to be in charge of the first eight stores in the country. Also, we're talking about an international franchise. Yes, an international franchise. Okay. Actually, one of the best American franchises. Wow. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. And the salary was good. <laughs> Amen and hallelujah. Okay. So things are picking up again. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, wow, this, that salary is so good. Even if I worked so hard in this vegetable business, yeah. I'm not going to achieve that soon. Yeah. And uh, so I went for the interview and uh, it was so automatic. 
out of all the candidates that had gone, I was given the opportunity. Mm -hmm. and, Wait, uh, and the job was for you to, what exactly did they want you to do for them? I was supposed to help them like set up. Mm -hmm. And uh, besides that, I was supposed to recruit the first eight managers okay. for the first eight stores in the country. Okay. And uh, at the same time, I was supposed to travel to the U.S. with this staff for mm -hmm. training, yeah. for intense training. Okay. Because, you know, when you're setting up a franchise, you must have a training yeah. ground where you now equip your staff mm -hmm. with the knowledge, train them on the um, SOPs, the standard yeah. operating procedures and all. And uh, so I went back home, I remember, and uh, I had to stop. I was like, why am I struggling with, with vegetables? Stop, you know? <laughs> Time to go the American yes, route. Yes, uh -huh. stop. I mean, even the staff, I had to stop them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I stopped and um, went back to full-time employment. Yeah. And uh, I also felt like, you know, when I try, if, if I try to juggle between the two, I don't think I'll manage. Yeah. So, because I'm the one doing all the work in terms of the cooking, yeah. supervising everything. And this thing hasn't established itself that mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So, we might start having a lot of issues, especially yeah. with the quality of the product. Mm -hmm. So, I went and gave my 100% attention to that job. And, uh, of course, it reached time. We went to Florida. Wow. Yes. Uh -huh. And uh, we were there for four months. Wow. Mm -hmm. Florida for four months. Yes. I'm jealous. But carry on. <laughs> Uh-huh. So, um, it was very good. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot. Yeah. But one thing I noticed when I got there, like, um, I was kind of like overqualified for the position because okay. most of the people who were there were um, people who grew within the ranks. Right. Yeah. So they came in, probably someone came in, the, came in as a merchandiser. Mm -hmm and was trained within the company and started growing and growing and growing to the positions they were holding. And those are the same people who are actually training me. So, <laughs> uh -huh. so I have a feeling, okay, I used to kind of like challenge them, especially professionally about some things. And right. uh, so, and uh, yeah, we finished the four months. We came back home. And when we came back home, we were given like a week at home before we report back just to, yeah. To recover from that jet lag and yes, all. Yes, yes. And also to catch up with family. And at yeah. that time, I had left my mom to take care of my kids. Yes. My mom had come from the village to come and take care of my kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so mm, the day I went back to work, I did not even sit at my desk. I was fired. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> you've, just, you've just come back from mm -hmm. a four-month training trip and yes. they just... Let you fired. go. I've never been fired all my life. Why did they? What? 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 What was their reason? What there was did they no tell valid you? reason. Okay. There was no valid reason at that point. I mean, uh, I also couldn't understand. Yeah. What exactly did I do? <laughs> it was the, mm -hmm. there was no gross misconduct. There was no, you know, that warrants all those. And uh, so I had to go back. I mean, it was a very difficult time because, you know, you're trying to understand exactly what did you do? Because they were just like, you know, we just feel your position is not so, we don't really need it. After the training, we felt that we really don't need your position. We need to groom these people that you took to the U.S. to come up to that position. You get it. So, uh, 
so it sounds to me, and I could be wrong. I mean, I don't want to mm-hmm. put this judgment on anyone that mm-hmm. I don't know and I have never met, but mm-hmm. they, they used your talent in picking talent to pick the talent for themselves. Like, you understand? Like you mm-hmm. were you were the connection to the people. Yes, they could. exactly. And once you were done with that job, then... Yeah, exactly. So, okay. I mean, it, it, it was really hard to understand at that time, but along the way, as we continue with this interview, mm-hmm you'll get to understand that, uh, you know, some things you go through in life, you, yeah. you, you, you get to a point whereby you start understanding exactly why that happened. Yes, and yes, it was indeed. for a reason and yeah. a very good reason. Mm-hmm. Though when that happens at that point, you know, you don't see it from that perspective. Yeah. You start feeling vulnerable. Yeah. You know, I remember I was so depressed. Yeah. I wasn't leaving the bed. Yeah. I was sleeping all day, mm-hmm. not even taking a shower. Right. Like, what did I do? Why do I deserve this? And mm-hmm. then you start looking at your past and all the things that you've gone through yeah. and you start imagining that, you know, you are unlucky. Yeah. And uh, you start having all these things built up in your mind, like, you know, probably I'm not worth this. Probably I shouldn't be alive. Yeah. Probably, you know, all those probably, probabilities. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, I remember when I came back, I could not even tell my mom because she has high blood pressure. And uh-huh. um, I kept it for some time. And she could not understand why I'm not going to work. And uh-huh. uh, eventually I had to break the news to her. And uh, I told her there must be a reason. Uh-huh. I mean, God must have a reason why all this is happening. Uh-huh. And uh, so along the way, um, I started thinking now what next? First of all, they had not paid me. What? The the franchise yes. with the big salary? Yes, they, they had... hadn't paid me. Wow. So I said, okay, fine. I need to chase for my money. And yeah. uh, because they, I already had a contract and uh, my probation was six months. So they have to pay me for those six months. Yes. So I got a very good lawyer who agreed to help me pro bono. Mm-hmm. One of the famous lawyers in town. Wow. Very good friend of mine. And Bless so, that lawyer. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he helped me pro bono and uh, sent them a demand letter mm-hmm. for them to pay me. So they paid me actually for all the six months. Wow. Yes. Okay. And that was quite good money. Yeah. I was like, okay, this will give me like a good foundation to pick myself up. Mm-hmm. So I used that chunk of money to pay for my rent, mm-hmm. you know, like in advance. And yeah. then uh, some of it to now reestablish the vegetable business. Yeah. So as I went along, you know, now you don't have a steady income. Um, my rent was not cheap mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, trying to build yourself up again yeah. and uh, without a steady income was quite hard. Yeah. My life started deteriorating and going down. Oh, no. And uh, to a point that uh, I missed paying my rent for enough months, like four months. Wow. And uh, all the four months, I remember my landlord disconnecting my power, disconnecting my water. Oh, trying, so how, trying to get yes, you out. Yes, trying to get you out. And yeah. uh, so how do you do business now? You don't have power. How do you freeze your vegetables? Yeah. You don't have water. How yeah. do you... I remember I used to buy water. And uh, buying water, sometimes they could even stop the truck from coming to my compound. Oh, yes, because, yeah. They just want you out, yeah. you know. But I couldn't understand why, because I had lived there for a very long time. And mm-hmm. 
I always used to pay, pay my rent like upfront. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, later on you come to discover, you know, they're also just in business. They yes. need their money. You know, if you can't afford it, move out and look for affordable accommodation while yeah. you, you, you don't have to stay there. Mm -hmm. So I continued like struggling. And uh, I remember my son was out of school mm -hmm. for four months. Okay. I couldn't afford even school fees. Wow. And... Uh, he became a ridicule to the other kids in the compound because now the, the, he's at home and they are going to school. They're like, why are you not going to school? And then he comes, he's really frustrated. He's like, mom, why am I not going to school? Mm. And uh, my daughter was in high school at that time. Mm, she was in Form 4. Mm -hmm. mm, my elder son, I think through my frustrations, also just started having his own issues also. Right. And um, so it was... I think part of the worst time of my life. Wow, because everything and has compounded yes, and landed yes. at the same time. Yeah. And then um, for some reason, luckily enough, I got a, a cons like three consulting jobs. Mm -hmm. They all came at once, like wow. simultaneously, three of them. Out of the blue? Like? Yes, out of the blues through referrals. Wow. And uh, two were foreigners, one was a local. Mm -hmm. And we were heading towards the election period. Mm -hmm. So... I got all excited. I went to my landlord and I was like, look, I have these three contracts. Yeah. And so money will be coming in so you don't have to worry about me. Yeah. Uh, once the money comes, I'll pay my rent and plus upfront because this is a lot of money. It was yeah. good money. It was going to be very good money. Yeah. In tune of millions. Okay. And uh, so uh, along the way, when we were nearing the election time, two of the clients like canceled the contracts oh, and no. they left the country uh-huh and uh, there's nothing i could do yeah. so i was like the only hope i have is this local one mm -hmm. so the local one was actually supposed to give me a down payment mm -hmm. and the day he was to give me a down payment i think after we had just visited his site so he dropped me home and uh, he was supposed to put in a check the following day so when i wake up in the morning um, I find this long email that he has sent that ah. because of uncertainty and all those reasons, I decided we just hold a little, we see how things go because I'm feeling if I invest in this and then things go south during the elections, I might not be able to pick myself up. I might more, so you just be patient, we'll get back to you. I was like, now I'm done. I'm ready for anything. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> I, 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 okay. Uh -huh. I was like, I'm ready for anything. Yeah. So that was 2017. Okay. So, um, because I had already talked to the landlord, and um, actually there were landlord agents, so they were expecting me to put in some money. Yeah. And it wasn't coming by. And so I remember one of the guys in the office called me and asked me, how far have you gone? Mm -hmm. I didn't have any answer. And so the manager called me mm -hmm. and uh, told me, come to the office, we need to discuss. So when I went to the office, she welcomed me well and uh, she talked to me nicely and told me, listen, I think things are not going on well for you. We've tried to frustrate you <laughs> so that yeah. you can yeah. give us some money. It's not happening and we do understand. Yeah. So what we need you to do on Saturday, we need you to just hand over 
the house to us, we get another tenant. Mm -hmm. Look for alternative accommodation. We will allow you to take your things and then you come. After you have gone, you get some peace. Mm -hmm. You come, we sit down and agree how you will pay us back. Okay. Kumbe, that was a trap. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a trap. Uh -huh. I didn't know. So, but for some reason, you know, the way your instincts tell you no. Yeah. It doesn't sound normal. Yeah, yeah. You know, considering what I've gone through, these people don't seem to be genuine. Uh -huh. Something must be amiss somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I'm not so sure though. Yeah. I can't point a finger when anything. Uh -huh. So then... um. I decided to take my son, the small one, to my sister's place because uh, her son was, they're, they're, they're almost age mates. So okay. that they can, she, he can just be away from that yeah. environment for some time. Of course, my daughter was in school, so I was with a big boy. Yeah. And the big boy was going to, he was doing a course. Mm -hmm. So he was always away like during the day. So right. I remained, uh, I mean, uh, that Saturday came. And uh, my son was away. And then mm -hmm. in the morning, of course, now I was waiting for the agents to come and yeah. uh, text, look at the house, inspect the house yes. and allow me to go. Yes. So when they came, I saw them coming with some strange people. And uh, these two strange people, one of them just came in and I saw him pick the keys from the door. And I realized, okay. <laughs> Nikubaya. Nikubaya. Oh, <laughs> And uh, when I was still trying to come to terms with the reality, uh, this lady comes to me and tells me, we are the auctioneers, I don't know from what and what. And so oh, no. we have come to pick yeah. stuff to recover money for the landlord. Um, I was like, take. Okay. Yeah. I was tired. Yeah. I was like, so what are you taking? So they said, we are only allowed to pick stuff from the living room and the kitchen. Okay. I told them, take. Mm-hmm. So they, shortly, I saw a truck come in, mm -hmm. and uh, the guy, there were guys who had come, I think handmen, so they were helping them pick stuff and take. Right. And uh, I remember I was even asking them, do you even want to take beds and everything? Take everything. Even my Forget. clothes. <laughs> Bagiayote, <laughs> you know, like you're just tired, you know. Yeah, yeah. You just want to have your peace, mm -hmm. and uh, so they took what they took, almost everything. Left oh. the house clean. Oh. They took plus curtains. Wow. You know? Yeah. And uh, so I was left there, I think, with stuff in the bedrooms. That's the beds and clothes. That's it. All electronics gone. Everything gone. Oh my god. Everything gone. And. After that, I called my sister and I told her, listen, they've taken everything. I need temporary accommodation. Mm -hmm. And now that my son is already at your place, I want us to just come there for some time as I figure out what next. Mm -hmm. She was like, fine. So my sister lived in Kawangware. Mm -hmm. So we moved from Halingam, Halingam to, to, to Kawangware. Kawangware. Wow. And, okay. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. And I think... I've, ne I've never had so much peace like when I did that. When I <laughs> the burdens of your old life oh, have gone with the auctioneers. All gone. So I, mean, I remember one of the auctioneers was like, hey, Ati, let's take your number. We will steal the items and give you from this. Store. I was like, no, let's just take them. Yeah. Take them. Mm -hmm. I, I don't need them. I'll get new ones, mm -hmm. you know. So 
at that point um we went to Kawangware I mm-hmm. slept yeah oh I slept so well yeah I was so peaceful I mean no burdens mm-hmm. nobody coming to chase after you for this or the other you know mm-hmm. let me just relax mm-hmm. you know so my sister's house was not so big it was like a two bedroom house and um, we all squeezed in there yeah. it was fine mm-hmm. the kids were happy yeah. my son was happy he's mm-hmm. mingling with his cousin like yeah. nothing happened you yeah. could not understand why we are there it was like we've just gone to visit so uh-huh. we are having a sleepover mm-hmm. that took longer mm-hmm. you know so yeah i think i rested for like a full week wow yes sounds well deserved because you've been yes. through years yes. of turmoil yeah yes mm-hmm. so a full week It was during that election time i think we yeah. went through elections and um and then we went through elections mm, again yeah <laughs> yeah so mm, after one week i was like so what next mm-hmm. kenya jesus to wake up okay so how will it wake up and interestingly you know i'm very vocal on social media i had talked to people i like talking about my story you know yeah. this is what has happened to me you yeah. know this and that so just through that sharing of my story a lot of people came out you know mm-hmm. what how do we help you mm-hmm. how can we help you get back on your feet mm-hmm. a few friends send me money here and there you yeah. know just yeah see how you what you can do you know mm-hmm. it's little but you figure out what yeah. you can do so um along the way my mom called me and i told her listen me i want to wake kenyages up and uh, i am not going back to employment no matter what mm-hmm. i want to try and give this 100% focus because along the way i have learned a lot of lessons i have failed so many times mm-hmm. i have been hit so many times i've gone through experiences that are harrowing mm-hmm. and uh, I need to pick me yeah. and I need to focus. Mm-hmm. I think I've been jumping all over the place mm-hmm. and uh, I've not been able to like see the fruition of something that I'm starting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have learned a lot of lessons. Mm-hmm. And uh, since this idea, I feel it was divine sent. And I'm walking away from my purpose. I've been walking away from my purpose. I've not been obedient. Mm-hmm. I need to pick me and I need to be obedient and I need to give myself 100% focus. Yeah. So she asked me so what can I do for you? I told her send me a sack of vegetables. Let me start from there. Mhm. And that time my sister has a very small fridge and like a small freezer. Yeah. So I'm like no I'll start from here. I really don't care. I mean because now I don't have that burden of struggling to pay a lot of rent mm-hmm. struggling to figure out this or that and uh, life in kawangware was very reasonable manageable mm-hmm. and uh, besides that it was also very easy because my the, the house had a very good veranda yeah so all i need was i needed was to get a few mamas and you see now in kawangware there are so many yes and they do understand that kind of work yeah. so it was so easy for me to like guide them and show them exactly what i want mm-hmm. so and it was easy to get cheap labor mm-hmm. available mm-hmm. and so i started small okay and uh, i started building myself up again i started going back to social media i remember I even went to church the time i went to church for counseling mm-hmm. and the pastor told me you know what the church has that fund that they called relief okay we can give you you know just ask for whatever amount you want yeah. i told him no i don't need that 
I don't need that. Um, I still have my brain intact. Mm -hmm. I have my hands. I can work. Yeah. And uh, a few friends came together. They were like, okay, so what do you want us to do for you? I said, all you need to do for me, just buy me a small freezer. Yeah. And so I remember they raised around Mm 36,000. So I bought a small chest freezer. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of me picking myself up. Right. And uh, being able to freeze my vegetables Mm -hmm. properly and uh, going back to social media to market my food. Uh And uh, so along the way, I think I was, uh, because elections were in August. Mm -hmm. So September, October, I was uh, still in my sister's house. So Mm -hmm. uh, November, in November, I remember I used to do some training work in Tanzania. Mm -hmm. Um, I received like a random phone call, like, you know, we need you to come and uh, train. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, now do I take this? I had vowed that I'm not going back to these kind of things because they actually distract me and they deviate me from uh, what I'm doing. And uh, so I end up getting messed up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, should I really go? Should I? So I had actually uh, taught two of the mamas the work well. So I was like, if I leave them, I think they can push this. Yeah. So the only issue would have been uh, probably just the customer service and handling the phones. Yes. And, because I was doing it myself. Yes. I was also handling social media myself. Okay. And marketing myself, you yeah. know, ordering the produce because most of my vegetables come from the village so okay. that you're just guaranteed of that authenticity. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, that, that I can remotely do, mm-hmm. you know, from where I am mm-hmm. and just make sure I guide them wherever they are and make sure things are going on right. Yeah. So I went to Tanzania actually for two weeks and mm-hmm. uh, that training job used to be a very good one because every day I used to be paid like 30000 Wow. Yes. So mm-hmm. I was like, that will be good money to, to help me like add on to what I have and, yeah. you know, establish myself properly. Mm-hmm. So I went to Tanzania, but I'm telling you it was tough because in the midst of training, you're getting phone calls, messages on WhatsApp. Oh, what do we do? How do we do this? You know, mm-hmm. and I was like, mm, 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 mm. Yeah. this is the last one I'm doing. I'm never going back again. Mm-hmm. So I got the money when I came back and uh, above my sister's house was... Um, a vacant house okay. that uh, my landlord, the landlord used to use as an office. Mm-hmm. And so I just approached them randomly and I was like, that house you're using as an office, why don't you give it to me? Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, are you serious? He's, I said, yes. And then he's like, okay, let me go talk to my wife. So when he talked to his wife, his wife agreed to give me that house. Mm-hmm. So I had money, so I paid in a deposit plus rent and I moved to that house. Okay. So... I moved to that house with nothing, like only beds <laughs> and clothes. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and plus my chest freezer that my friends bought me. That is something actually, but yes. Yes, uh-huh. and uh, uh, there was no TV, so my yeah. son could ask, uh, so I'm using my laptop, you know, yeah. Citizen TV, yeah. YouTube, yeah. you know. Yeah. I fixed the internet, so uh-huh. yeah, we can still mm-hmm. watch TV. No seats. Yeah. Just an empty house, a uh-huh. shell. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I decided, okay, this living room is going to be the working area. Okay. I'm not in a hurry to buy seats. So I got a few plastic seats just for the mamas to sit on them. Yeah. So they could come in in the morning, they sit in the living room, do the work. We finish, do the vegetables. I'm the one doing the marketing. I'm mm-hmm. the one doing the social media and all. So, yeah, through that, 
for some reason, NTV spotted me yeah. online and uh, they reached out and asked if they could air my story mm -hmm. of what I'm doing because they feel it was a very unique idea. Mm -hmm. So they came, they did the shoot from that house mm -hmm. and um, that's when a lot of people started now knowing me right. and what I'm doing. Uh -huh. And uh, I'll be very honest, every time I slept, I used to tell myself, listen, you are not going back where you came from. Yeah, yeah. You're not going back where you came from. Mm -hmm. If you didn't learn the lessons, you would be a fool to go back there again. Mm -hmm. So I kept pushing and pushing. Every day, my mind is alert yeah. because I'm at peace. So I'm able to think through things mm -hmm. better, soberly, mm -hmm. uh, without worrying about this or about that. Yeah. And um, some days would really be a struggle because you don't make any sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I liked about it is that my children never missed food. Because you're cooking. Yes. Like, there's always food. Yes, there was always them. food. Yeah. And uh, besides that, I started becoming uh, more um, creative, mm -hmm. like doing a bit, you know, like initially I had just started vegetables. Yeah. To be very honest, I didn't even know I would get to food and all. Yeah. So what I was trying to do is just to show people that, you know, these vegetables, this is how you can finish them off. This is how it should appear on your plate and you mm -hmm. can eat it with this and that and that. Yeah. So through that, people started asking, can you make for us that? Yeah. I want this. Yeah. Make for me this. So the business started leading me mm -hmm. to other ideas you wow. know and uh, the customers also you know through their feedback mm -hmm. and i listened to all of them mm -hmm. and uh, like, like even the vegetable combinations to be very honest it's the customers who are telling me you know mix for me this mix for me that and then wow. i'm like oh that's a very good combination let me mm -hmm. add it on to my product list yeah yeah that's how i grew wow mm -hmm. that's how i grew so I got a lot of media publicity, mm -hmm. and uh, besides NTV, Citizen came. Right, and Citizen was a big yeah, one. Yeah. Yes, Citizen yeah. was a big one. Then KTN, mm -hmm. and then uh, Print Media Nation, mm -hmm. Standard. Mm -hmm. I was in Parents Magazine. Mm -hmm. You know, so everybody's people started knowing what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, it mm -hmm. started making sense after yeah. I kept talking about it. You yeah. know, and uh, then COVID hit. Aha, uh -huh. COVID, because you know, it's where you get to this part of a story and like everyone talks about how COVID was a bad year for everyone, but then mm -hmm. in the food business, it wasn't quite the same, was it? Um, as for me, COVID came as a blessing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Number one, because of the need of eating healthy. Yeah. And now I was offering that product that was healthy. Yes. Number two, the restriction of movement. Here mm -hmm. I am. I'm sourcing the vegetables for you. I'm doing the initial preparation for you. All you're doing is just to get a pack to go and finish off at home. Yeah. So I remember that time when uh, the restriction of movement was announced, like we did massive sales. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Massive sales. Yeah. We ran out of vegetables. And so I started getting very active. Wow. Yes. Uh-huh. And then one time um, along the way, uh, when citizens were doing their features on uh, food business and COVID, I happened to be lucky to be now the person to be featured. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that was now the peak yeah. of my business. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
that was the moment where now I started feeling like this business is now pushing me from the house to a location. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can say I didn't, I didn't even have money to go and pay for the deposits and rent because when I was trying to look for a location, I was like, it has to be a very central place yes. where a lot of people can reach me because now I had, uh, I was having a challenge whereby people want to come to my house. Yeah. And you're not sure who is coming yeah. because it is this COVID time and uh, we are all being very careful. Mm -hmm. We are sanitizing, yeah. uh, you know, local, I mean, uh, uh, social, distance. social distancing. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so, and, and then also, um, okay, I was doing a lot of moving, a lot of deliveries. Actually, that time I was using mostly the existing delivery apps. Mm -hmm. And I had also identified a few riders whom mm -hmm. I had made. Um, I mean, I had uh, developed relationships with. Yeah. So at that time, um, I felt, no, I need a location. Mm -hmm. I don't have that money to pay in the deposits and all. And I was like, okay, fine. Now where? Kilimani. Yeah. Oh, Kilimani is not cheap. Yeah. So I ended up looking several places. They were very expensive. Mm -hmm. And uh, then... Um, got this one where I am currently yeah. at the mall 66. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I went to see the landlord and uh, initially when he had set up that place, mm -hmm. I was among the first people who had gone to look for a space there, but I couldn't afford it. Right. So he already knew me. Yeah. And he told me, you're still looking for a space. I told him it's because the last time I couldn't afford the rent. Mm -hmm. And uh, right now I want to start, but... I don't even have that money. I don't know if, if I'm going to afford it. And then he said, no, the rents came down to this amount. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. That sounds manageable. Mm -hmm. And he told me, you don't have to worry. I know you. I was like, wow. wow. <laughs> He's like, I know you. So what you do, don't, uh, don't, don't stress about that. You identify the space you want. Mm -hmm. So I went to identify it and I told him, this is the one I like. Mm -hmm. And he told me, okay, do this. You just start. You'll no deposit. No nothing. deposit. Nothing. Fuck. Do you see how it all went full circle yes, from exactly. you putting out money for mm -hmm. a restaurant that didn't work mm -hmm. to now the restaurant being given exactly. to you? Exactly. You know. Imagine. Uh, yeah. So he gave me that space and he told me you'll be paying slowly. Yeah. And uh, first of all, I couldn't believe. I thought he was lying. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the way when someone is being too nice to you and you've gone through all this, you're yes. like, hey, 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 is, is he really Proceed sure? Or probably he'll wake up the following day, he's changed his mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I got the space. I continued, of course, working from the house. Mm -hmm. So what I decided to do, like the little money I could make, even if it's 10K, I collect like within a week, 10K, mm -hmm. I put into his account like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Like that, because I didn't want to pile up a debt yeah. again. Yeah. And uh, so... Um, I started the work. <laughs> I'll be very honest. I think everything was just working in my favor. Wow. Because uh, there's a guy I know whom I had given a project once when I was doing consulting in the hospitality industry. Mm -hmm. He came in and he told me, listen, you really helped me mm -hmm. and I'm going to help you free. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you, you, I'll give you all the fundies. Yeah. And uh, to help you, you just, I'll help you negotiate. Yeah. And uh, so you just figure out how you'll do your thing. I'll show you where the warehouse, I mean, the, the hardwares are, where to mm -hmm. get stuff. And that's how I started. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. 
And so here you are, mm-hmm. like you're doing well, everything is successful. Mm-hmm. At least it's growing. How are you yes. feeling about your business? How are you feeling about Kenya G's now? To be honest, I'm very happy okay. because um, I should say now I'm operating in my purpose. Yeah, I love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm very passionate about what I'm doing. And I'm very happy because the focus paid off. Yeah, yeah. It paid off. Uh-huh. And uh, as I'm going along, I'm just seeing new doors opening and uh, new opportunities opening. And uh, I should say that I'm glad I learned the lessons. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the highlights is like when I went to the US and came back and I was fired. I came to realize that actually there was a good reason why I went there. Mm-hmm. I went to learn. Yes. Because the bigger picture of Kenyages is to become a franchise. Okay. And here I am. I, I was yeah. working for one of the best franchises mm-hmm. in the world. Right. So whatever I learned, mm-hmm. I should duplicate it in my own business. Yes. yes. I needed that knowledge yeah. to bring it to my own business. And okay. that's exactly what I'm practicing. Okay. Yes. So that's what you meant when you said earlier on that everything in your life happens for a reason. Exactly. So what else? I mean, all of these things being auctioned, being everything, what what do you think the ultimate reason for those was? Like where where was it headed when you look at it in hindsight now? Okay, when I look at it, it was, uh, you know, um, I should say Mm -hmm. it was a process of learning lessons. Okay. And uh, when you're learning lessons, you need to be very positive yeah. about everything. Besides that, you know, you when the occurrences happen, you know, you never see it from that perspective. Yeah. You, of course, see it differently and look at yourself like, you know, you're unlucky and all. You'll get depressed. You'll start imagining all these things yeah. like, you know, the devil is at work. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. the devil is never at work. It's just our bad choices, yes. you know. And uh, so um, I should say it was a process of learning. Mm-hmm. And I had to get to that point of being broken to nothing. Okay. So that I could uh, get back to my senses and mm-hmm. pick myself up and, uh, you know, start operating the right way mm-hmm. and start doing things the right way. Okay. Uh, yes. Right. Because they do say when you've hit rock bottom, there really is no place to go but upwards. Exactly. And I guess for you, that was the day that the auctioneers came through and took everything that was your absolute where we're going from here Mm -hmm. except upwards. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I have a question about coping with the depression that Mm -hmm. follows when you go through a series of failures and you truly feel hopeless because Mm -hmm. you recovered. Mm -hmm. But there's so many other people who stay exactly where they are because... Mm -hmm. Depression can feel like a thick fog mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you don't know how to get out of. So mm-hmm. what would you tell to an entrepreneur who's feeling, I can't shower, I can't brush my teeth, mm-hmm. I can't bother to get out of bed? How do you, what do you do to get yourself out of that and get yourself moving? Um, first of all is staying positive. Mm-hmm. And staying positive, that, that doesn't come easy. I mm-hmm. mean, you need to reach a point where you realize you know what. As long as you have your your brains intact, you're mm-hmm. healthy, mm-hmm. you can still get up right, and do something. Okay. And uh, I had to reach to that point. Mm-hmm. And of course, sometimes it's also good to be spiritual, to pray, yeah. to seek God. Mm-hmm. 
And along the way, I think there are also some interesting experiences whereby you're seeking God in the wrong places, mm -hmm. <laughs> wrong doctrines, yeah. you get messed up. Yeah. So you need to find yourself as a person because you have got direct access to God and, you know, tell him exactly what you want mm -hmm. and uh, pray about it and uh, pick yourself up, hang around people who can help you. Mm -hmm. I'll be very honest, even right now, as I'm doing what I'm doing, one of the things I've not mentioned is the fact that I have got experts who are working with me. I'm right. not just doing it on my own because mm -hmm. I don't want to make mistakes again. Yeah. I made mistakes out of my own thoughts and making decisions on my own without seeking professional help. Mm -hmm. And that is what I've been exercising all through. I have someone who's helping me professionally, mm -hmm. who used to be my senior. Mm -hmm. I have a business consultant, so I don't make decisions blindly. Okay. And I'm finding it a little more, I mean, a, a lot better mm -hmm. and easier to maneuver things through. Mm -hmm. And through that, I've been able to see good progress right. with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So uh, you sometimes could find yourself down. Probably it's just bad choices you made. Yeah wrong decisions, mm -hmm. uh, lack of discipline. Yeah. Discipline is very important. Yes. Uh, lack of discipline, uh, lack of focus. Mm -hmm. You know, those are some of the key indicators of that. And so you, you need to try and eliminate them mm -hmm. and uh, pick yourself up. Mm -hmm. And I believe if you do so, <laughs> the sky is the limit. You'll start seeing progress and right. results in what you're doing. Yeah. Yes. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you. Now, do you have any final words of inspiration for entrepreneurs who feel like they're about to give up? Because I think one thing I've noticed about this journey for everyone is that mm -hmm. the first six months to a year are always beautiful because you've probably just left your job and you've pumped in savings mm -hmm. and you've talked to a couple of friends and they're mm -hmm. buying your items. And then after that, the suffering starts. Mm -hmm. So anyone who's in that phase two of that entrepreneurial journey, mm -hmm. what would you tell them mm -hmm. in order for them to, you know, sort of get through it and get to the other side mm -hmm. without feeling like they want to exit this planet and go to heaven to live with Jesus for the rest of their lives. So, <laughs> please let us know. Um, what I can say is, uh, number one, I, I will actually base this on my personal experiences. Mm -hmm. um, you've got to get to a point whereby you focus. Yeah. Unwavering focus. Yeah whereby you decide no matter what, mm -hmm. I am going to make sure I work on this yeah. until it works. Mm -hmm. Number two, also look at your look at your finances. Yeah. I'll be honest, if I had moved to a cheaper house, I would have done better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if we'd have taken my child to a cheaper school, you know, we live in a world whereby people want to identify with some certain class, yet yeah. they are struggling. Yeah. Or identity crisis whereby you're looking at society. What will society think of me? What yeah. will I never thought about that. I was like, okay, Halingam, mm -hmm. beautiful house, 85,000. You mm -hmm. downgrade to Kawangware. You, you, you're not a lesser person moving to Kawangware to start from there. Yes. You know, just live within your means yeah. and build yourself up. Because when you're trying to build a business, you need the money. Mm -hmm. Your spending cannot be so high, mm -hmm. yet whatever is coming in is not yeah. capable of even sustaining that business. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, what I can say, I don't know what, what like, 
tamaa. Yeah. You want this, you want that. Yeah. I remember someone was asking me, you don't even have that tamaa to get like a car and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Personally, I've driven cars, I've done everything. Yeah. My focus now is building the business. Mm-hmm. My focus now is uh uh once I've set my standards, my standard operating procedures, my targets, I want to achieve them. Yeah. The cars will come. All these other things will come. Yeah. But as long as this business stabilizes and it has a strong foundation, mm-hmm. I will get there. Yeah. All these things. Like, you know, when I was auctioned, that's when I realized these are just things. They mm-hmm. come and go, mm-hmm. you know. But once you've built a strong foundation for yourself, then it's able for you to stand. Right. So that entrepreneur who's feeling down and mm-hmm. um, who's feeling like, you know, they don't want to go, just keep pushing. Yeah. Remember there are days I never used to make any sale. Yeah. I could do like two, three days. I've not sold anything, not any single vegetable. Mm-hmm. But I never gave up. Yeah. Because I had already made up my mind that I'm going to give this my all mm-hmm. and no matter what. Mm-hmm. And you see, it was manageable because now I was living in a house that I could afford. My child was going to a school that I could afford. Yeah. And so whether I don't make a sale two or three days, I, I'm still able to juggle between my life. And, you know, I'm not going to get to a point whereby I'm down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then another thing is, like, when it comes to focus, you find that sometimes we have people who are all over the place. You're doing thousands and thousands of things. I was one of them. You want to be here. You want to be there. You want to be there. Pick one thing that you will run with because unless you give focus on one thing and see it come mm-hmm. to fruition, mm-hmm. you'll be all over the place jumping all over. You can't, it, it, it's not easy yeah. to actually clearly see where you're going mm-hmm. and to clearly see, I mean, what you're doing mm-hmm. and uh, the results. Yeah. You've got to give one thing focus. Right. And take it to the end. Okay. And eventually it pays off. Yeah. And then marketing yourself also out there. You need to talk about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's how people will get to know you. People will get to come and support you, mm-hmm. support your business. And you should not be ashamed to talk about what you're doing. Yeah. Because how will people know mm-hmm. that these are the services that you're offering? Mm-hmm. You need to be out there talking about it mm-hmm. every day. And uh, I think that is what has really helped me and that has really helped my business grow. Because I got to a point whereby I'm so shameless. I mean, I'll talk about my business. I'll talk about what I'm doing. I'm very proud about it. I'm passionate about it. Yeah. And so through that, people discover me and they give me business. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. What a story, Miriam. My Thank goodness. You. I have you. You had me wondering if there's any tissues close by at some point. Because the tears <laughs> were balancing over here. <laughs> so I just want to say congratulations on successfully going through this up and down journey of yours and mm-hmm. coming out the other side looking like such a champion. Thank congratulations you. on Kenyaji's existence. This would, this would be its third year of existence, right? This is the third year, actually. So congratulations mm-hmm. on keeping your business going and on serving such delicious meals. Like if you haven't eaten a Kenyaji's <laughs> meal, I don't know what you're waiting for. Mm-hmm. So if you want one, where can we find where can we find your food if we're looking for it? You said uh, Mall 66? Yes, Kenyaji's is actually at uh, on Ring Road, Kilimani. Yeah. Um, inside Mall 66. Mm-hmm which is opposite Adlife Plaza. Okay. All right. Just on the same side as uh, Yaya Center. Okay. Yes. And if we want to reach you via social media, you know. Uh, on social your... media, on uh, Facebook, yeah. we are called Kenyages. Okay. And make sure it has the slogan, authentic traditional cooking. Right. 
And uh, we are on Instagram, mm -hmm. Kenya G Store. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are also on Twitter, Kenya okay. G underscore store. Okay. And then uh, on Google, you'll also find us, Kenya mm -hmm. G Store. Okay. Yes. And we also have a website, www.kenyagis.com. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and for such a fantastic story. Thank you. Um, we will see you for lunch um, mm -hmm. in a few minutes, I guess, at Kenya yeah. G's. And meanwhile, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for spending time with us. We hope this interview has been of great value to you. See you next week for the next one.